No, because I don't know. Tell us about it, Grandpa. Well, back in the day, you used to get in the ring, and then they'd tag you. Oh. And then your partner would come in, and you would come out. I re- no, I remember, I remember that on NES. Yeah. The wrestling game. That was, oh, like, right that was like my only real experience. With, with the Honky Tonk Man, and they'd have the, yeah, the, the, the bouncing yeah, yeah. little logo, uh-huh. and you have to get it to get oh, more power. Yeah, they used sure. to have a guy named Jimmy the Superfly Snooker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. You're listening to The Cheat Sheet, episode number two. My name is Mark, alongside Kelly and Ra-Ra. How you guys doing? All right, all right. I'm good. Same room, same place, same time. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling oh, the yeah. energy. The energy is just, it's off the charts today. Yeah, and, and I feel like I'm sitting next to a fireplace, the fireplace being R- Rashidi, and mm-hmm. Rashidi telling us stories about wrestling back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. You know? This has been very educational. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm about to go edit some Wikipedia pages with all this newfound knowledge. Um, it's very interesting, to say the least. <laughs> a favorite wrestler of all time, Rashidi? Wow. You know what? I really was a big fan of Hulk Hogan. Yeah? <laughs> the Hulkamaniac. <laughs> Brother. Brother. <laughs> what you gonna do when these 27-inch pythons go running wild on you? Yo, that cage fight with him and I believe it was Jimmy's... No, it wasn't... I can't remember. Okay. Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. And them trying to climb out and whoever got out of the cage first... Mm-hmm. That might have been the greatest moment in wrestling history besides the episode of Real Housewives that I saw the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like all of my experience with wrestling is pretty much from arcade video games and oh, like nice. that NES game from back in the day. Mm-hmm. So WWE or WWF superstars? Yeah, it was WWF still. Yeah. You, you, I feel like you were a big boss man. Were you a big boss? No, who, no, who actually. Use? I was, uh, I like China because she was a girl. Okay. That was, that was really my criteria. Was and she? Yes, she was. Okay. There was a lot of debate about it's that. It's very rude yeah, I know. to say I was, that she wasn't. That's why I was joking. Uh, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm in some hot water like some other comics. Oh, my oh. gosh. Oh, we'll be talking about that in yeah. a little bit. So. Uh, no, and the same thing for like Street Fighter. Like I was always Chun-Li. Me too. I even though, Chun-Li. Oh, my God. Her outfit is so cool. It was. It was that was rad. always like I would always pick like who, whatever girl character in any video mm-hmm. game had the best outfit. And people were like, oh, like, they don't have good powers. I'm like, I don't care. They look good. Chun Li yeah. was great, man. Mm-hmm. She did that spinny kick where she flipped upside down and whirlwind through the did air. Did you see the movie, the Chun Li movie? Oh, they had a solo. They had a spinoff. Yeah. So what? I saw I Street remember, Fighter. Well, they I had can't a Street remember. Fighter movie. Yeah, though, I saw right. that. I can't remember who was in it. I want to say Bai Ling, but I just always want to say Bai Ling isn't everything. Right. Uh, Is but yeah, check it out. Like it's. <laughs> it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. That was good. All right. I liked it. All right. Well, we're here on the cheat sheet. And we're going to fill you in on everything that happened in comedy in the month of May and, and a little bit of uh, leakage into June. I shouldn't have said it that yeah, way. Leakage. <laughs> but, I, uh, we're heading into June. Was, also. I, was I supposed to wear a hazmat suit to this? Because <laughs> I feel woefully underprepared. Yeah. Apologize for that. We'll, 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 we'll get plenty of towels to clean up the mess. There this were is just getting creepier and creepier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you regret being in the same room at the same time. Nah, I love you guys. All right, there were uh, more than enough albums that came out in the month of May. Such a huge and at the do top you know of why? I don't know. Is there any rhyme or reason? People getting ready for summer. I guess so. It was it was an astronomical amount, uh, and that's just the albums. Not to mention, you know, Netflix is doing a new special every week. Uh, you know, CISO's putting out specials. It, th- there was so much new comedy content in the month of May, and uh, and most of it was good. Most yeah. of it was really good. It was almost like they needed to spread this out. You know? Yeah, and I just you know because I feel like there are you know there are really uh, 
sometimes in the music industry we're like you know obviously like songs for summer but like i don't think of comedy like i i never think back like oh like you know the summer i learned to drive that was the year i listened to this comedy album like it's not as it's not as not as defined era defining right the joke of summer and you know in 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 the music industry you know nothing comes out in december Mm -hmm. they get it all out ahead of black friday in november but like comedy like there's no you know it's like the wild west still people are just like well, we got this edited. Let's put it out. Right. <laughs> Especially well, nowadays, right, with all the outlets. And a, lot oh, yeah. of, and a lot of these albums just come out right after their special. So yeah, it's not, yeah. there's really no window. Right. So uh, I guess let's go around the room and, and maybe we can talk about our favorites. Like what was your favorite that came out? Because there were so many and they're all available on Laughly. So make sure you, you download the app if you haven't already and, uh, and check out all these new releases. Ladies first, please, Kelly. Yeah, I really loved uh, Fahim Anwar's album. Oh, yes. my gosh. I mean, just the, the audio production was so crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm such a nerd. Like, these are the things that I think about now. Uh, <laughs> right, right. It's but not I, even the jokes know, anymore. No, but I mean, I love, he had a really smooth musical intro right. mm-hmm. that I really loved. And I had never heard him before and I hadn't seen him perform. So it's always exciting for me to hear somebody brand new. And uh, I loved, <laughs> I loved his bit about going to the McDonald's and asking for honey in his tea. Right. That was fantastic. And then talking about doing uh, a hip-hop show as a comedian. And since I do comedy, like, you do shows that aren't necessarily a stand-up show. Like, you'll go and perform on a burlesque show or a hip-hop show or a rock show. Right. And the vibes are totally different. And you, it's always kind of like you're on quicksand because you don't know what to expect. He's just talking about, like, the DJs will just, like, play a really long cut. And you don't know when to start your stuff right and you know and, and i just love it you know because he's like that bit oh, was so good are you ready for things to get way less fun yeah. because it is there's such a huge difference in being at a, a music show to being at a comedy show right. because music is passive listening like you can kind of be in and out in and out you could have a conversation you can dance you can't really dance yeah. to most comedy that's yeah. right most comedy you cannot yeah. dance to and he had a lot of really great flavorful dotes mm-hmm. you know just bringing in his perspective and and you know he's a comedian that i really am looking forward to doing big things with i think he's he's definitely has a a shot to really have a career yeah and i loved his his vocal work his impressions and sort of character work everything was so specific and so well done right i feel like a lot of comedians will do you know quote unquote voices but he had obviously put in a lot of time and sort of developed out these characters even if it was just like a split second throwaway Mm -hmm. i'm like i know who that person is all right, Rashidi, what about you? You know, I loved Mark Norman's album. Ooh, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. He kind of reminds me of somebody else I know named Mark. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, Mark. I don't know See any that? other Marks. No? Okay. I've, nev- I've never met another guy <laughs> hey, named Mark hey. in my whole life. Hey, hey. <laughs> Are you Fat Mark Albert? Mark Norman here. <laughs> <laughs> your, your Mark Norman sounds like Fat Albert. <laughs> oh, it does? Oh, that's more like, hey. <laughs> You know, your facial expression when you did that looked like you were actually on the show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you ta- ba- ba- talking about? Ba? <laughs> so Mark Norman album was great. Uh, it was curated, I believe, by Amy Schumer, mm-hmm. if I'm not yes. mistaken. And what makes it really cool is that, you know, her putting her stamp on it really made, you know, uh, 
a, a great flavor for the album. Um, you know, I was really excited to, you know, hear his perspective. I, I call him soft politics. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not necessarily hardcore politics in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked his bit when he was um, talking about being on a plane and kind of correlating that to being a, 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 a um, you know, a, a, an eighth grader on a school trip. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about the, the pilot is the is the principal and everything. I just thought that was really cool and clever. So, that you know, that gives me, you know, kind of the impression that, you know, his style of comedy is just extremely well thought out and, and creative. And um, that's what I really like about, you know, listening to him. He just reminds me of a guy I work with. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like in every guy. Just yeah. uh, he's the dude in the office who's got the good one liner. Mm-hmm. You know, every and he day. just goes on his merry way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I exactly. like what you said about soft politics because I was thinking about this today. Uh, basically, like I am less interested in what we think of as like quote unquote political comedy. Like mm-hmm. I'm l- way less interested in somebody who's talking about these are the specific politicians of our day. Mm-hmm. These are the specific policies that we're talking about. I like things that have you know that are a little bit more timeless, and I think right. Mark gets into that. And we'll talk about some of the other albums that I think are great examples of that this sure. month. But I'm just way more interested in like how is society progressing or regressing? And you know, what's what's working for a comic, what's their take on it? And I to me, that is so much more valuable than hearing like who likes Trump, who doesn't like Trump. Yeah. And you know, that's a very, you know, it's a very lucrative kind of comedy <laughs> and it's out there. Just not my favorite. Yeah, well there's a lot of comedians that are cashing in on that yeah. political um kind of like banter. And, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Obviously, we'll talk about where it didn't work a little later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a certain comedian that we all know. Sure. And, and, and to tag on to that, we're taping this in San Francisco and Clusterfest is going Ooh. on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've all seen it and been a part of it. And and uh, I saw Rory Scovel. And when he talked about Trump, he didn't talk about Trump as to, to rip Trump. He talked about Trump as to talk about government and, and it's like, I, and he explained, I'm not supposed to know who Sean Spicer is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm not, we're not supposed to know this much about government. Yeah, Nobody, nobody you know? outside of like the White House press corps is supposed to right. know who Sean Spicer is. Right. So, so he took that angle, which I thought was kind of refreshing. Like if he was going to talk about it, he kind of just took that a, a different angle, which was great. Well, I'm going to piggyback off you because it was a tie for me. A three-way tie, actually, and you guys named two of the three, and 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 Clayton English was the other one that I need, really I was stood hoping, out. I was to hoping me. that one would make it too. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. God, it was so good. Uh, his album's called All the Same, and uh, and he's had a pretty good uh, year and a half, let's say. Mm-hmm. Right, he won last Comic Standing, and now he's his, his album is out. He's down in Atlanta, and I mm-hmm. used to live in Atlanta. I know Rashida, you did too as Absolutely. well. So there was something just. I could feel the Atlanta in there, you know what I mean, and and I could really relate, and I could understand could, what he was talking you smell about. Smell the lemon pepper chicken wings, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> very famous in Atlanta, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, you know, the thing about Clayton is that you know I've always kind of seen him as a guy's guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Totally. He kind of reminds me of the guy who goes to the gym and talks to everybody but doesn't work out. Right. You know. <laughs> right. That's a great. That's a great way to put it, man. And you know, he's really confident in his material. Um, and very down to earth and you know I think that's what really made you know his commentary and perspective really interesting Um, he had a great perspective on race that I thought was interesting as well I love Um, his perspective on race to me yeah I'll go out and I think it's the best in comedy today I'm with you because I I first saw him I think it was two years ago he did New Faces at Montreal and he had a joke about uh, people get more upset when a dog gets killed than when a black man gets killed. Right, right. And I mean, the uncomfortableness rippled through 
but I thought it was a hilarious and B so true. Right. You know, when right. a dog gets killed, you know, and he was talking, I think specifically about TV and movies and stuff, right, but it's right. like, people are like, Oh, but if a black man gets killed on screen, people just like, you know, their buttholes clench and they just like, don't say anything, but he is able to do it in like such a, there's yeah, there's no book out there called Marley and me about, uh, about right. Unless the Bob Marley, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I think he's I'm getting so... us closer to our future conversation. <laughs> I'm bring, see what I'm doing there? It's a really good le- intro. I'm, I'm, Very I'm good. Bringing intro. it in. Yeah. But but I want to go back to Mark Norman because I do want to talk about that album as well. Again, so many great releases this month. Mark, here's what I love about Mark Norman. He's one of my favorite comedians working today. Is talk about trimming the fat. This guy's jokes are mm-hmm. precise. They're executed. He takes one or two sentences to say them, and they just every single one of them lands. And it's just I I don't know what it is, but he's automatically funny to me. And and he does it without the shtick. I feel like like his voice is very distinct, and it's, it almost, feels like an old school. Comedian there's almost voice. like a Bob Newhart quality right. to him. Right, 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 right. Right, but but he's not doing like a thing necessarily. He's just being him. He's on stage. He's a comic. He's telling jokes, and he's getting out. Yeah, and it's it's just it's very I refreshing. Do, I in do today's, always appreciate that because yeah. I mean you know you can go sort of like the cult of personality route. And I think it's interesting because I think Amy Schumer has gone that way. And I don't know that you have a choice. Like when you get as right. big as Amy Schumer, right. that cult of personality builds up whether you want it or not. Right. Bill Burr, Kevin Hart, exactly. any of those people. Well, sure. part but, of it is with her is that it just has to keep working. Because yeah. when the minute it doesn't work, mm-hmm. then it's just like people are not going to be as interested. Well, I mean, which is not, you know, it's not a dig on her joke craft. Sure, like sure, she's sure, a very sure. solid joke writer. Right. Uh, but Mark Mark is a utilitarian mm-hmm. comic. Mm-hmm. I just think of this, this one bit uh, on the album where he says, um, my, he says, my dick is like an indie band. You, yeah. you got to see it live. <laughs> you got to see it live. And, and just, it's so funny. You know what I mean? Like for so many reasons. But, but that's what I'm talking about. It's just in, out, quick, done, mm-hmm. and, and moves on to the next thought. And it's just brilliant, yeah. man. What did you guys think of including like the sketch at the beginning that was like Amy talking oh, to him backstage? Because yeah, yeah, she does that on, I think, what? almost all of her yeah, Rachel, Amy Schumer Rachel presents. Fines. And I think yeah. that was a really good setup, you know, because, I mean, it really helped kind of establish the tone. Yeah, I got mixed emotions you know? about it because. Because listening back, I actually started the album over, mm-hmm. and it takes almost two minutes before we get to Mark. Yeah. Right. Because after the sketch, which is funny, uh, uh, but Mark's kind of not really in it, and uh, but he's the subject matter. Right. Then there's the intro on stage, too, and I'm thinking, uh-huh. like, I'm not even at Mark yet, mm-hmm. and I've gone through an intro track plus another 30 seconds. So in albums, track. you feel like... They shouldn't have these sketches mixed in. Oh, no, no. Lo- Dude, my favorite thing about 90s hip-hop is all the sketches, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What I mean is that, you know, this sketch seems like you're saying it kind of took away from... Uh, the, well, you know what it is? is from the I, album experience. Yeah, well, because I think Mark and Stands on His Own Two Feet. Now, uh, for the people that don't know Mark and maybe haven't seen Amy live and don't know him as her opener, because he's been opening for her forever now... I feel bad. It's like it's like a gateway thing. It's like Amy's going to introduce you to this guy and putting her stamp of approval, but Mark doesn't need it. So I'm so I'm torn. From you know my what I mean? perspective, I, what I, I think guess. is, you know, her intro at the show itself that's important, right? But I don't know that that you know choose one or the other for the TV special and for the album, right? You right. know, if you want to do the sketch for. Uh, you know, the sketch probably worked better visually, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. It just took too long to get to the meat of the album. Right, right. And it wasn't like, you know, there weren't a bunch of sketches interspersed. It wasn't part of Mark's 
shtick mm-hmm. at all. It was just this thing. And, you know, I think it's really smart. And I hope more really successful comedians start doing this because you know, it's the same as if you have a record label. Right. Um, you know, it's the same as Dr. Dre fostering talent and putting them out there. Mm-hmm. Once you've got an established person's seal of approval, that makes your audience way bigger. Because Shout out to Comedy Central Records. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because, yeah, I well, mean, they did a great job. And we got to put it out a day early, which was very cool. Yeah. We worked with them on that. And, That's uh, right. We had an, a very, very cool exclusive premiere. Mm-hmm. Just so everyone's uh, is clear when you're listening, it's "Don't Be Yourself." That's the new one. You can listen to his old one as well. Uh, Still got it, mm-hmm. which is uh, fantastic as well. It's just, yeah, I just love that guy. He's one of my all time favorites. So. He is. He's just rat a tat. Great Twitter too. I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of off the Twitter, but like uh, if the Twitter? I, yeah, if who's, I'm ever who's a, who's a grandpa now? <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter, the book face. Yeah, the book, <laughs> the book space. Why the, can't we just go back to MySpace? Yeah, the, that's what I liked. Five, hey, look, man, MySpace square. was was was. Very controversial back in the day. It was because if you weren't in my top eight, mm-hmm. it was a fight. Wait, what was uh, Steve? Was Steve the name of the guy who was in everybody's yeah. top eight when yeah, you when yeah. you signed <laughs> up? Was it? Steve? I think it was actually. I think it was Philip with one L. Philip, <laughs> Steve. I was like, right away. I was like, wait, I didn't friend this guy. Who's this guy? What's he doing all up in my shit? Who's he this was, guy? No, it was just he was just stalking you. Yeah, but he uh, had the funniest look too. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he did. I he wonder was, where where is that guy. Where is he now? He he's hanging out at the same place the Dell computer guys at, and he's hanging uh, at the same place that the Verizon guy was at, who's now who came out of hiding yeah. and now Sprint. And I think the and whole um, the whole uh, tech department at TechSurf, they're all <laughs> there too. The Napster oh, guys. Oh, you still haven't gotten your computer back either. No, I, I, <laughs> I'm waiting for my hard drive. I mean, it's probably not going to come. All right, let's get uh, let's give some quick shout outs to to the rest of the people that put albums out because they were great too. Uh, Kostaki Konomopoulos, uh, live at Acme. Kostaki's a comic's been doing it forever, and he's a Talk about classic comedian, man. Just joke, 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 joke. So smart. Well, and he works um, with Bob and Tom a lot. Right. Bob and, and Tom, fun comedian. fact, he's married to Caroline Ray. No longer married, but oh, have no! a kid together. Uh, in fact, they never got married. They never got married. And, but uh, they're not together anymore? But he's married to someone else. Beautiful woman. I don't want to name her name, but she, she's awesome. She's great. When did this happen? And, uh, um, years ago. I'll tell you Are about you it off mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm yeah. so out of the loop. No, it's totally cool. I got to totally get cool. my comedy goss back on point. You do. I'll fill you in. I'll fill <laughs> but because Stocky put out a great album called Live at Acme, and it's actually the first release off You Lucky Dog uh, Productions, which is uh, a shout out to Aaron. He, he uh, started his own label and is working the game. So. I get so excited about small labels because mm-hmm. I think they make some really interesting stuff. Absolutely. And I'm really excited to see what else comes out of You Lucky Dog because I love Kostaki. Well, what's really cool, what they did to, promo- to, to help promote the album on Facebook and stuff, they, they actually shot one of his bits like as a like a live video with oh nice like lip syncing it was really cool it's really well done so shout out for that uh, Sashir Zameda her album uh, uh, translated from CISO or CISO special called Pizza Mind uh, that one stood out and uh, and I want to give a shout out to Kate Willett as well uh, yeah, called Sashir's album was great you know <clears throat> she had a really great perspective on relationships mm-hmm. and kind of like just her diverse experiences in comedy um, I love the she's really fun the joke about the makeup on the pillowcase oh yeah yeah, that was a good oh one. Oh my god. Good. I saw her I saw her do that at the punchline uh, a couple years ago and I was like, Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we we're hoping to see really good things from her coming off of uh uh SNL. SNL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll That's we'll, right. We'll look forward to hopefully having more content from her. How many people left SNL? It was uh, Sashir, Bobby Moynihan, Jay. Uh uh Vanessa Bayer. Wow. Uh, no, I'm saying just at this oh, just, last finale. Yeah, just this last, last season. Yeah. I think it was those three, I think. Yeah. Very, very strange when uh, 
these talent leave, you know. I'm, well, sometimes much, you don't know what the reason is. is yeah. We discover it later. Yeah. You know, obviously, Jay Farrell revealed to the world finally, like, right. why he wanted to get out of yeah. there. But, exactly. but uh, yeah, those three, I was, I was honestly surprised by them all. I can see... Bobby trans well, translating the most for movies. He's like been being, there a long time now yeah. too, so it's like, you know, not everybody wants to be Daryl Hammond, right? Uh, or Keenan or, Thompson. Or, or well, I th- is Keenan the longest? I think Keenan's now, now the longest running. Tim cast Meadows ever. is up there too. He's top three. Yeah, and he so, was there forever. Keenan's been on for how long? Ten years? I don't even remember when he double digits. It's double digits, years, right? Two thousand three. Wow, uh, Keenan fourteen Sanders years, fourteen seasons. Man. Oh my gosh! So what's crazy. his secret sauce? I don't know. You know what? I read a whole article about it, and I retained nothing. Okay. About why Keenan Thompson <laughs> is so great. Yeah. Here, oh man, uh, Keenan does a great job. He has great reaction shots, and I think that was. But I do get frustrated when people laugh during the sketches. I, I, Fallon did it a lot too. Yeah, you know, that shit bothers me, man. And, and, but, and a lot of times, he he kind of gets caught. Yeah. You know, and you're kind of like, oh, why are you laughing? Yeah. Hold it in. Come on. But man. I did. I did love him. I know this is now old, but like the David S. Pumpkin sketch, mm-hmm. like Keenan in that really made it work oh, yeah. so well. Absolutely. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's move on to the comedy news portion of this this episode of the cheat sheet. We got a lot to talk about. We'll get we'll start with the light stuff. Yeah, let's start with the funsies, and then we'll get to the heavy stuff. Would that be Hannibal Burris? Yeah, let's just chat about Hannibal Burris. So. Some news came out. Hannibal Burst is actually going to be touring with Nas and Lauren Hill. And so it made, it made me think, oh, my gosh, what are other comedians I saw when I went to go see a band? But then there was a comedian there, too, because it's, it's kind of a weird spot. And it's no, back it to is, the conversation we were having I mean, before. It, but I think it works better once both the comedian and the musical artist are kind of known quantities. Because mm-hmm. then you can actually like list the comedian is part of the bill. Right. You know, like people know, like not only do they know they're getting comedy, they know the comedian they're getting. Mm-hmm. So they, they can kind of prepare mentally. I don't know how much people prepare mentally for a concert, <laughs> but I know I like to do like a cleanse. Right. I like to meditate. Wait, who's this for? Cause I'm thinking if I'm going to something heady, like dream theater and I really have to yeah. focus to figure out the time signatures. Right. Yeah, 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 and I gotta, yeah. I gotta really concentrate. But if I'm going to see fish, it's just like, Hey. I think it's I think it's clever if 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 he doesn't really have a too long of a set because like think, twenty minutes yeah because I, yeah. I think well, I you think don't want, you people that do are coming an hour yeah, exactly an hour at a music show like that's right. not why people are there and they're losing and their attention span is going to be like off because yeah. they really want to see Nas and. But it actually works out because Lauren Hill may not show up. No, I so. was just gonna say I really hope <laughs> she hope. shows up. Do you think Hannibal can sing? Maybe he'll. You know, do I was gonna a... say, can he? I would love to hear his take on everything. Is everything I, I would yes. really just actually just have Hannibal do the whole of the miseducation of Lauren Hill? <laughs> I would pay top dollar to see that happen. I would too. Absolutely, <laughs> front row seats for me. Yeah, I mean Hannibal, I think is gonna. He's definitely gonna get the crowd warmed up. Um, so you know, I think it's a good look. Has so, Nas been touring a lot? Well, he did a tour with Maxwell not too long ago. Okay. And that was actually pretty interesting. You know, yeah. if you can imagine those two fans in the same room. <laughs> but um, Come together. Yeah, exactly. But Nas, ironically, has been investing in a lot of apps in Silicon Valley. Good so for him. He's, uh, he's, Where's that he's episode diversifying. of Silicon Valley on HBO? Yeah, that's a good question. Needs to happen. Have you guys been to concerts where other comedians have performed? Like like Big J Okerson was on tour with Korn for a while, so he, he opened up for them. Uh, I've heard stories. I, I can't confirm it. I'd have to look it up. But uh, I believe Steve Martin opened up for Black Sabbath. 
couple of times. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it just happens a lot. And now, and now with these festivals, and we're seeing it here with Clusterfest, obviously, it's music and comedy. And, and now every music festival has the comedy tent. Yeah. And, yeah. Or it's a festival like this one where they're just straight up merged. There's there's mm-hmm. no separation. It's Absolutely. Ice Cube, then Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know, or I'm so excited to see Jadena today. I can't even. Tell ah, you. there yeah. you go. <laughs> so it's very it's very uh, starting to be very common. Mm-hmm. You know, especially at these festivals. Um, you know, I think everybody's trying to um, create uh, all different types of experiences. Well, and I I've heard this <clears throat> for years. People are like, oh, comedians all want to be musicians secretly, right. and musicians all secretly want to be comedians. And so Jamie, Jamie Foxx is the combination. Of he both. is. Yeah. He's he's living everybody's dream. So technically, he opened up for himself. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's the one that's successful at it. We're right. we're we're and we can call Jim Brewer successful as well because he can sing and he does stuff with Jewish priests all Steve the time. Martin, yeah. ACDC. Yeah. Steve yeah, and Steve he's got Martin, his, his banjo doing stuff. the banjo stuff, yeah. and uh, Rick Moranis put out a country album. And Tenacious D. And ten- we are the D. We are the D. We are the D. <laughs> we are the D. Ah, I love that man. They're well, great. they have um, Festival Supreme. I don't sure. know if that's still going on. Absolutely but that's is. A whole, that's a comedy music festival. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so, so be on the lookout for that Hannibal Burst. You could triple dip here, Nas. Well, uh, two and a half. Dip. We'll see if Lauren Hill We're shows not up. Math people, let's yeah. not let's not worry about it. All right, up next, uh, Netflix. This is pretty interesting because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you a math person? Did I offend you? Wow. Well, right. well. <laughs> <laughs> he is the parabola of comedy over here. <laughs> um, Listen, I really am here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Netflix for a second here because Netflix is obviously dominating the comedy special game right now. It's undeniable. We all know it. Uh, every day another special is announced that's going – like Ari Shafir is now going to uh-huh. Netflix and Joe Mandy's got a special coming out now. And, and it's like, wait, when did Joe Mandy have a Netflix special? But it just gets announced and they're putting it out once a week. But what they're also doing, uh, they're also doing half hours. Which yeah. I think is kind of I don't know is this a shot at Comedy Central? I mean, or are we trying to just take the whole kit you know, and here? Very interesting. I would say I would say what they're doing with their hours was very much sort of like a, a step to HBO, yeah. right? And then the half hours are much more a step to Comedy Central because Comedy right. Central does hours, right? But a lot of the hours that Netflix was doing were people who would have, you know. In the alternate timeline where streaming media never picked up, most of those folks would have just gone to HBO. Correct. I mean, some of them have already done HBO specials. So it's almost like Netflix is trying to take the HBO and mm-hmm. the Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, Hulu, they've, Amazon. They've, they've they made want it no all. secret of being wow. ambitious. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really, I'm really curious to see the half hours are coming out. Because some of those folks have done hour specials. Right. Or, or half hours. Yeah. With Comedy Central. For instance, Nia Bargatze, Nikki Glaser, Dan Soder. I mean, these are all Comedy Central camp people. I think Beth Stelling had a half hour as well, Beth didn't Stelling. she? Yeah. Well, and... and one thing that I think is really interesting about this is having worked in this space for as long as I have, there's so much more demand for content than there is a supply. It takes a really, really long time to hone even a half hour. Sure, 15 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, sure. It takes such a long time to turn that over, but the appetite for comedy is voracious. I mean, this is why, this is why people like Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle have to be so stringent. And I think Jerry is too, mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Like, don't have your phones out. Don't be recording. Because, like, they don't want the half-baked version of this joke out there mm-hmm. if they're going to then, you know, have it in a Netflix special or on an HBO special. Yeah. Um, and, but the half hours also kind of give you an in-and-out um, joke quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 really quick. 
Um, that's what I always loved about the Comedy Central half hour specials. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it also allows a lot of new and up and coming comedians to kind of test who aren't really ready for an hour. Yeah. You know, and, you know, at least on the broadcast side. Yeah, but I mean, what's interesting, because uh. Nikki Glaser had an hour special right. last year. Mm-hmm. So did Dan Soder. Yeah, yeah so did Dan Soder, exactly. His was great. Yeah. It's called Not Special. Love that one. <laughs> I think that comedians are starting to adapt to this increased demand. Yeah. And, you know, it, it'll be a question of, you know, are these jokes that maybe needed to cook a little bit longer or are comedians getting quicker? And it'll be really interesting to see if that's the case. Um, I'm always kind of like skeptical. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm totally also willing to be surprised. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, favorite special so far this year? You guys have one? Oh, man. Hmm. I mean, Dave Chappelle put out his two. Did you, were you guys on I board with that? I would say probably the Dave Chappelle specials are probably the ones yeah? I take. Yeah, they stand out for you? They were like fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the general consensus on those. But they also weren't intended to ever be seen. Yeah, actually. Oh, really? Well, no. funny enough, I didn't those, even know that. he made those a while ago. He made those like last year. Yeah. So and, and they they just kept raising the price tag, I guess, enough yeah. to where he's <laughs> he like, like, "All right, well, fine, okay, I guess." Fine, just have them. Well, but, uh, apparently, it took many years to massage that relationship to actually get him to a point where you can. Yeah, I mean, out. he's he's very so, he's very guarded. Yeah, very leery of of getting into bed with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think back of like what month is this? This is June. So this is the problem, right? <laughs> And and this begs the question, are these specials special anymore? Mm. Just now, think of us all right now. We all know comedy. We all work in comedy. <laughs> and we can't think of of what our favorite special is this year because you're like, wait, did that come out last year? Did that come out this year? Yeah. Did that come out last week? We don't know anymore because it's happening, it seems like, every day, a new well, special. Well, the funny thing is is that if you, if you recall back into the 90s and 80s, when a special came out, it was a big deal. Sure. You know, like, and, and you actually had enough time to kind of get ready for that special like you're like oh wow adam sandler's about to do a special or whatever mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of like now like you said the frequency is so often it's kind of like you really a lot of them i think kind of pass over our head yeah i mean it's become not quite disposable but just you know a lot of them just wind up being a blip mm-hmm. and it's this sort of rite of passage now more so than a goal, it feels right. It's, like. It's like getting the late night set, exactly. You know, because that's that's fine. Well, it's still a cool night, thing. I mean, the late night set isn't what it was either. Well, but that's, because, but that's my so, point. It's so diffused now. There's so many different that's, late night shows, and they don't do stand up every night necessarily. Right. And, and that's my point with think, with Netflix. But. It's like. You know, you, you just want to get it so it's on the res. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay, and then I got I got the late night thing, and then I got the Netflix thing, and then I got I wrote a book, and then I did. You know what I mean? And you just want to be. You want to fill in all those voids that are on the checklist. I finally thought of mine. Roy Wood. Yes. Mm. I think his is my favorite of the year so far. Um, I just think having followed his career from, you know, you know, way pre-Daily Show, you know, prank calls, yeah. all that kind Old of thing. Old school radio days. His, yeah. his evolution as a performer and a joke writer is phenomenal. Even without that context, though, that joke about Nuggets <laughs> favorite joke of the year hands so down <laughs> the nuggets have it yeah <laughs> it's great i love it well that's your joke of the summer i'll just that's I'll your just joke bop, of the i'll bop around you drive around the, the parking lot cranking nuggets just bumping nuggets <laughs> <laughs> nice all right um let's uh let's do this shall we all right, so, all right. Crack your knuckles, everybody. We, Roll up your sleeves. Do, do we want to go Kathy Griffin first, or do we want to go Bill Maher? Ooh. I think Kath, 
ladies first. Okay, Kathy ladies Griffin, first. And I mean, in chronologically, right, that occurred right. first. So, so there always comes a time and place in comedy uh, where someone crosses the line, but but not in a way that's just a, that's what comedians do, or they push the envelope. This is a little different, maybe because the context is the president of the United States of America, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only that's the only really prominent difference here. If this was just another person, maybe it's some other result. But because it was the president of the United States of America, uh, Kathy Griffin has found herself in a in a different swimming pool than she was the day before, right? So I I haven't done much research on this. So so the long and the short of it, yeah. The the Reader's Digest condensed version. She did a photo shoot. With a friend of hers as a photographer, mm-hmm. and one of the photos is of her holding a severed head of Donald Trump, like covered in blood. Right, and people were upset. Sure, uh, she once she got wind of the outcry that was coming, uh, she took down the photo and asked the photographer also, you know, to kind of expunge it. But you know. Once anything is out there and been seen, it's out there. It's out there. It's someone's screen. It's someone's right. screensaver yeah. right now. So yeah. she apologized, and I didn't. I did not personally watch the apology because this, to me, this is not a thing that a comedian should have to apologize for. We're gonna get a live reaction from you right now on the apology. You want to okay. do that? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll keep talking about it. And I'll, anyway, I'll pull no, it. but I just, you know, there. Are, I think there are miscalculations that comedians can make. That warrant an apology, but this wasn't affiliated with a company. This was, you know, this was an artistic expression. It didn't bother me particularly. Like people, people killing presidents in effigy is not new. Well, we also got to remember, you know, our former president Obama went through a wide range of disrespectful yeah. um, events and effigies and things like that. So. The truth is, is that there's a little bit of hypocrisy to judge her for this mm-hmm. when Ted Nugent was, you know, very vocal about, you know, hanging and, you know, killing the Obamas yeah, and, I mean, and, and with things Obama like that. Particularly, you know, as a black man, there's a really long history of black men being lynched Absolutely. in this country. Right. Absolutely. There is far less of a of a precedent for any president being decapitated. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's more of a France thing. So was it in bad taste? <laughs> right. Probably it was in bad taste, but it was her artistic expression. And, you know, I I think she apologized just because, you know, she's definitely faced a lot of uh, career backlash from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so maybe it was the right thing to do at the time. Um, but, you know, I think she expressed her way herself and maybe she felt like she made a mistake, but I think at the time when she did it, she stood by it. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's let's see. I mean, I, she went through the full photo shoot. I'm going right. to go through shoot. this apology and see All what right, I think. Yeah, here we go. Is somebody holding a gun to her head? I ask your forgiveness, taking down the image, going to ask the photographer to take down the image, and I beg for your forgiveness. I went too far, I made a mistake, and I was wrong. All right, that was it. Now, now you actually got to see her do it, so, like, you know, what did you think? Do you, do you think, that first was very of all, do you think that was the, genuine? That was very different than the press conference apology. Right. 
Well, that was the first one. She put that one right up on Twitter okay, like immediately after. So that's mm-hmm. the original one. That sounded very... I felt there was a whiff of annoyance under it. <laughs> Maybe more than a whiff. Which makes me believe uh, your gun-to-head theory. Like no, someone was, was behind her with a yeah, gun. Yeah, because... like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it doesn't feel sincere. Right. And... Uh, I mean, again, I don't even know, like, what was the, you know, what was the over, like, what was the context of it? Like, is it, was it a promo shot? Like, was it for something? So, so I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. I didn't do enough research to even know what the mission was here. Uh, all I, all I'm frustrated with is I hate when comedians have to apologize because then it sets the precedent for when anyone's ever mm-hmm. upset about any joke, now they're going to have to apologize. And, and right. they're going to expect an apology or we're going to try to ruin your career because that's how everything works now. If you do something yeah. wrong, and, and she's, fire him, disband that, yeah. cancel this. And she's can, had you, she's you know. had uh, just within the last few days tour dates canceled. Sure. Um, you know, New Year's Eve uh, with CNN. Uh, well, and I'm sure canceled. she's getting death threats and rape threats and which, everything. Which that goes comes. to the next um, uh, press conference that she did, which she, she actually did a more public press conference in front of photographers where she actually uh, started crying. I heard she started crying. Yeah. Yeah. Back to, to what we're talking about of, of now what's happening to her. It's just the way society works now. Everybody wants people to be removed or gone I forever. Mean, I think, or I think society like, has always worked this way. We just haven't had as much visibility into it. I mean, you know, the Scarlet Letter that. is a very old book. Sure, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard of it. Uh, I'm more of an easy A kind of kind of dude. I don't like to read. I like to watch Emma do her thing. <laughs> so. I'm a I'm a Stanley Tucci fan girl. So. Okay, all right, all right, fair enough. So, and you're absolutely correct. And obviously, we have eyeballs and everything now, and cameras on everything now, and we, and we can tally up the you know, tweets. I mean, and, it, you know, that's the thing about Colony in particular. You don't really know. If something's in poor taste until you do it. But that's why you do it. Yeah, exactly. I but, mean, you know, I mean, but you also, you know, it's it's a tightrope walk. You have to kind of, you know, lick your finger, put it up in the air. Where's the wind blowing? Like, how do you think things are going to be received? Or, you know, or was she counting on this kind of reaction? And possibly. things then, you know, this is sort of like maybe she was anticipating this and she's like, oh, I'll do this. BS apology, but then things got real, and then she started crying. Like I don't yeah. know. Like it's it's once you put anything out there, it no longer belongs to you, and you have to be not you know willing to accept the consequences. I guess, but you know, you just you can't ever predict how an audience, you know, whether that is a, a an audience at a stand up show or just sort of the global always watching social media eye right how is that gonna function well technically this is a piece of art right guys i mean she took a photo it's art people react to art you translate art differently than another person Mm -hmm. and everyone that that's what art is supposed to do it's supposed to incite emotion it's supposed to stir the pot it's Mm -hmm. supposed to it's it's comedians are a reflection of society or at least some aspect of it, right? So, and, and I will say my favorite take on this was from a comic, great New York-based comic named Janelle James. Mm-hmm. And she said, if Kathy was smart, she would double down and have a storefront selling those heads right now. It's funny, Bill Burr on stage uh, at the t- as the taping, at taping of this podcast, uh, Clusterfest, same thing. If I was Kathy Griffin, I would have doubled down. Next photo, Pence's head in the other yeah. the other hand. Well, and, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, that's sort of the silver lining to this kind of thing is like getting to hear 
other comedians sure. riffing on a situation that no comedian wants to be in, but it's hilarious. But they get to because <laughs> it's never going to come back to them. Yeah, sure. Which is weird that something always gets singled out like this mm-hmm. and then it, it's a, it turns into a thing, you know? Yeah. You know, the backlash uh, from a lot of people was somewhat very two-sided because, you know, people who are not fans of this administration were like, so... Yeah. And then there were people who were fans of administration that were just like, off with her head, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like, oh, no, you're the same. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what's where does it, you know, yeah. where's the balance? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the whole take away everything. I mean, look, the, the, the beauty of comedy is you can't be fired from it. And you could do it forever. If people don't come, that's different. Yeah. But you can't be fired from comedy. Like, you can't be banned from comedy because comedy is essentially free speech. Right. And that's. Part one for everybody, right? That's act one. So no matter what happens here, yeah, she might lose her deals or she might, which is also a weird thing because once one person jumps, then then the, then, a, then an outlet has to make that decision of if I don't jump, I'm going to look bad. Well, it's like, People were talking about how long it took CNN yeah. to release her from that like gig. When, and I'm like, what? Like when Affleck what? fired Gilbert Gottfried, sure, which right. I thought was also ridiculous. It's like all these corporations want comedians to be part of their brand. Mm-hmm. Be willfully blind to what it is that comedy is for. Right. Comedy is to point out the ridiculousness and hypocrisy of society. And corporations are fundamentally the hypocrisy of society for profit. Right. Let me, let me ask you guys a question real quick. Uh, who here in this room, show of hands, watched uh, Saddam Hussein get hung? I did, did not, watch actually. The video? Um, or, I... or have you watched ever watched a beheading video? No, I mean or, not necessarily on demand. No, like. no, not on, not on demand. Like you were seeking it out, but but what I'm saying is, just came up for you on Netflix, right? Just it was like, hey, let me. That's try That's where this. we are with because the specials you, these days. Because, because you guys. like Chef's Table. Here's this beheading video. Yeah. The Great British both, Baking Show. They both got <laughs> knives, right? <laughs> right. And they're both share. rated four point five stars, right? right. So, but my point is, um, I guarantee. I can't guarantee, but I, I'm pretty sure that all the people that are upset with this Kathy Griffin photo, or Griffin photo had no problem seeing Saddam Hussein get hung or some yeah. other dude get his head chopped off sure. or some ISIS sure. dude get well, axed. I like, typically, sure. I and don't... it's the same thing. It's just you don't agree with it, so now you have a problem with it. I kind of saw it. something like that on Faces of Death, if I remember Ugh. from a long time yeah. ago, but I don't know. When, just... you were, when you were bummed, were you bummed when you found out those were all fake? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> those scared the crap out of me, man. Man, those were real. One Seeing time, someone get drawn was, and quartered, that was I was lunch freaking room, out. One that was lunchroom chatter right there. <laughs> I was trying to go to RottenTomatoes.com, and I went to Rotten.com by accident. <laughs> that was not a good day for no, me. No, you didn't. I d- no, I legitimately did. Oh, you accidentally went? I yeah. accidentally went, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't. Are think you I, a lazy typer? Are you just I like, yeah, close typer, enough, but it'll like, fill I in the rest? I still don't understand like why it went to there. But yeah, I don't like like I like we rate dogs. Like that's oh, okay. what I like on the internet. I don't like to watch people dying or getting killed now or you're beheaded. judging dogs. Oh my god. If you've oh, never god. seen look, you got to watch All right, I made you watch the Kathy thing. I'll, yeah. I'll look it up right now while you're talking. <laughs> no, we so rate dogs so you, is great. You want to watch the puppy bowl. You don't want to I do love the puppy bowl. You don't want to watch, you know, anything crazy. They have kitten cheerleaders. Yeah, the puppy bowl is a lot of fun. And they have, like, they get hedgehogs in there, and they get, like, rabbits and gerbils. It is such a good time, Rashidi. This is it? We rate dogs? That's their their online store. Oh, my God. They have a store? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so successful. Dog Dad AF? Look at this. The guy, like, this guy is genius. It's 
one of the best Twitter feeds out there, but he just like people send him photos of dogs. He rates them on a ridiculous scale. Like he'll I'm rate buying them. this shirt. I'm sorry not to stop you. I'm what buying this say? shirt. Hardcore barkor. Yeah. It's so great. He's so clever and he rates dogs technically on a scale of ten. But he's always like, oh, you know, great pupper, 12 out of 10, wood pet again. Like, it's it's just silly and fun. Wood pet again. <laughs> <laughs> and he oh, got into, a, he got into a, great, a great, like, fight with a Twitter troll that I won't spoil for you guys. But just, like, check it out. As we've discussed all this horrifying stuff that's out there on the internet, <laughs> let's just bring it back to the cute. Right. That's true. Cute does save the day. It always does. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's let's move into the heaviest one of all here, and and this uh, again has to do with apology and a comedian and saying something they probably shouldn't have, and that's Bill Maher. And you know this just happened in a clusterfest. People are already on stage telling jokes about it, mm-hmm. right? It's like as soon as it happened, and uh, this one uh, took place within a conversation. So this wasn't like a um, an isolated event, and it also wasn't a pre. Cognitive thought and process. What, this was, was on it was the live, fly. Right? Yes, it was, was live, live and it was within conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, uh, it's what comedians do. They react. It's, it's what I call conversation funny, where someone says something. You don't know that setup's coming. It's just improv. Yeah. And as a comedian, you immediately are like, I got to say something funny. I got to make a joke. And then Bill Maher said something. I don't know if it was a joke. And a lot of people didn't think it was funny. I think Bill Maher um, is constantly known for saying the unexpected. Right. Uh, in this case, I think, you know, it definitely was a, probably a bad idea, but maybe he was in the moment and just didn't really think it out straight. But I think the connotation definitely hit a mark. And, you know, it's just basically, you know, the N-word is just a word that while you're in the media presence, you just don't say. You just right. don't say it. You just leave it alone. It's just not... It, it's a very uncomfortable conversation, but it's just a conversation just not to have. Period. Yeah, End of story, right? I am, I'm not a Bill Maher fan to begin with, mm-hmm. and when I saw it, I'm like, come on, like everybody knows this. This is not new information. Right. It's not new information to if you're a white person or if you're a non-black person. Right. Don't say the N-word. Just don't do it. How are we still having this argument like i don't even know what you call it at this point it's a man to dial it way back it it blows my mind how powerful a made-up word can be right like that like that alone is already like this is the one thing that is above any other concept or idea almost that's ever been invented it's it's like the n-word rape and that's it right like so powerful these two these two words are unbelievable. And it's like, yeah, you just don't mess with them. I give this C word an honorable mention. In the United States, sure. But around yeah, the rest yeah, of the country. Yeah, in, in the UK. That's why I don't include it because yeah. that's different context. That's why I give it an honorable mention. Yeah. I mean, you could say the word Nazi too, right? Wouldn't you say that's right, but, but you, But we can say it right word. now. We can all say it because yeah. I think everyone's in agreement right. that, that, that that's bad. Well, except for the – neo-nazis but right they right they want us to keep saying it so right right, right exactly exactly so it's like it's an Ouroboros, you know but but that's like like if you're on stage no matter what color you are religion whatever you know you can make jokes about nazi you can you can do that and whether you're a jewish person or not you, you, everyone's end goal by joking about it is the same like 
that's shitty, right. and we're going to joke on it. Right. It's not the same when it comes to rape and the N-word. Correct. Do you know? that? Yeah. That's why those two are just so different. Because there's no way, there's really no way out of it after There's you. no spin. There's no right. spin on it. Now, now some comics well, and there's can... No, there's not closure on the issues of oppression of black people and the oppression of women. I think that's what it boils down to. Right. We have closure on World War II. Right. We think. <laughs> <laughs> For now, we have closure on World War II. Right. You know, and, and the... Yeah, somebody signed something that yeah, said by, it was over, right? By and large... <laughs> you might have heard of the it. World, yeah. The world agrees the Nazis were bad. Mm-hmm. We punished them. You know, Germany's just now kind of emerging from the taint right. of... Um, but, you know, Angela Merkel's crushing it. So it's like, right. I'm like, she's, she's doing great. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we haven't resolved... The ugly history in America specifically. Uh, and, you know, when when white people are like, well, why can't I say it? Like, I love I'm like because there are a ton of other white people here who are still using it in the context that Bill Maher referenced. Right. right. Where it's like they want to go back to that. Well, yeah. And then the way it was referenced too, you know, like there's a, a strong um, even within the black community, there's a strong um disconsent of that word house in word because you know you were either in the house as a slave or in the field Mm -hmm. and so there was a connotation where people who were lighter were in lighter complexion were in the house and the dark complexion were in the in the field so there's a there was there's a a, a still a a, a disconnect between that whole situation and it was so specific yeah it was just very specific the way he said it saying that he would be in the house and it's just kind of like oh I'll tell you what really upsets me. (laughs) So bad. Like, even having this conversation is tough. Like, you need to talk about it, but it's just, for for me, look, I love hip hop. I love rap music and stuff. And and, and all my favorite rappers, they drop that word all the time when I'm singing along. I honestly. I'm like, I I, I never said it. I feel uncomfortable. I I, I honestly despise it, you know, the Mm -hmm. way that we do that. And, you know, I, I think it's something, hopefully, that we're just, we will get out of one day. Well, and to me, when a situation like this happens, what it says to me is that in his private life, Bill Maher is a white guy who drops that word on the regular. Mm. This is a conversation he's having with another white guy. And even if he's being ironic and flippant about it, you know, I think, and I know, (laughs) I know that there are people who will drop that word when they think nobody's listening. I'm not even necessarily saying that he's using it like that. He thinks it's like a put down. Like he thinks he's being funny, you know, in everyday life, dropping this word and everybody else is just like, Oh my God, Bill, like why do you think he would have dropped it before now though? If that were the case, I feel like it would have already happened. I don't know. Well, this is my other question. He's he's tight with Kathy Griffin. And I'm like, did they just have a plan to dominate the backlash (laughs) news cycle for the whole weekend? Do they really work for Trump and they're trying to kill the left single handedly (laughs) and make it a blanket statement across the board for all comedians? Yeah, it has been, it's it's a, it's an interesting, it's been a lot. Well, here's the, here's the lesson. Don't do it. And, and Kelly, you, nailed it you nailed it uh when you said it's with those two specific words which are rape and 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 the n-word it's about the oppression of both of those categories hands down no doubt about it and there's no argument it's just that's the case don't do it stay away from it we're all going to be better off and that and that goes for everybody yeah you know everybody across the board it takes comedy sometimes and even if it's bad situations like this where where these two people do have to apologize 
Um, now, Bill's versus Kathy's, I do agree with an apology there because it's a yeah, different scenario. Kathy, I'm still frustrated because it's like you were, you know what you were doing. Because Don't she pretend was, like it was because it was, it was her me, art. It was, right, yeah, right. it was yeah. artistic right. versus versus just you're an idiot. Don't do yeah, that. So, yeah. So, so that's that's where well, I, I kind of he was stand doing on. it. You know, he was doing it for a corporate entity. And you know, when you take their money, you gotta abide by the rules. It was interesting too because I, I, um, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Omar, I, but I do watch it because mm-hmm. I watch a lot of stuff and I just don't want to be, yeah, na- yeah. you know, naive about what's going on out there. Uh, and and normally, you know, I wake up on a Saturday whenever, and my wife sleeps in, so I'll just lay there. I'll oh, watch Bill Maher, uh-huh. you know. And uh, they didn't put it up right away, like on demand. <laughs> that was you a, know, on HBO that was now. a long night and, and for I, everybody at HBO. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> wait, tell me about it. I was like, wait, they're they're pretty quick about this. Yeah, you know, and, and and it wasn't there. And I was like, wait, did he take another week off or something? Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And then and then I typed Bill Maher into Google, and the first thing that came up, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> well, but, maybe you know, maybe Bill Maher will be in Hollywood jail for about a week, but after that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I think it's a disproportionate. There's going to be a disproportionate fallout here uh, compared because, to Kathy. Yeah, because Bill yeah. is a white dude, and he can get away with more. Right, and he's and, not a woman, and, and he's, he's he's probably not getting rape threats. Probably getting death threats, but probably not getting rape threats. Well, Gosh. funny enough, um, you know, I, I think Kathy Eat is it. getting death threats, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think no, they're no, both. Kathy's probably, getting both, is what Kathy's right, getting right, both. Right. I yeah. think he's probably only getting death threats, right? Although, who knows? There's creative people out there. But, like, a, a rape threat to a man doesn't carry quite the same weight. Yeah, right. Because right. you don't necessarily walk around every day like, oh, uh, is he? Okay, it's right. cool. It's right, cool. Right. All right, I'm fine. Well, you know, I think she'll be I think she'll be in Hollywood jail for a while and maybe not get any work it's or possible. any shows. But I mean, she's... Guys, all this is going to go away yeah. in two days because Trump's going to do something else that's going to be so asinine. And it's going to distract. And the news cycle. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it, this stuff goes away so fast Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Comey, hearing that name, I feel like that was I, last year No, I was like, do you, do you mean Kofifi? Because yeah, like, yeah. that was literally where my brain went. That's, like, already, that that's feels... already come and gone. I don't even, I didn't even pay attention to that. <sighs> yeah. That was gone. But, but, uh, all right, so uh, let's get out of this This whole... Look, people just respect each other. Hang out, have fun, and listen to Laughly. All right, we'll all be better for it. <laughs> There's some great albums out there. We told, them, Keep to- told you about them. Keep calm and listen to Laughly. Exactly. Can we make that shirt? Uh, we can. We should, Okay, yeah. great. Let's do it. Double X for me. All right, cool. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about Clusterfest, because we are here in San Francisco. Yeah, I want to hear how it was for you, because I haven't gone yet. I'm right. going... This is the only day that I'm going, so... It's, it's awesome, man. They went all out. They... I felt like I was walking onto a festival ground that had been doing it for 10, 15 years. That's awesome. It, it's, everything's huge. They're not messing around. They pulled out all the stops. Obviously, Kevin Hart, Seinfeld, Bill Burr, Sarah Silverman. You know, every heavy hitter in comedy is here. And and even the, the smaller shows are power-packed. They're huge right. Shows that would stand alone on their yeah. stand uh, alone on their own. And no, I was I was recommending some shows mm-hmm. to some of the folks that we know, and I was really I was like, you can't go wrong. Like every show is every just show. yeah a killer lineup. I mean, look, you have a show with Jake Wiseman, Hannibal Burris, Tig Notaro, mm-hmm. you know, just back to back. 
It's it's pretty impressive. It I mean, these are all like shows, like you said, that could stand alone. Of just headliners on headliners on yeah. headliners. I mean, yeah. they're kind of different tiers of it, certain headliners, yeah. but everybody on this festival can headline somewhere. Sure, yeah. and and it uh, you know back to our, our music comedy combo. Uh, discussion. It's exactly what it feels. You know, Ice Cube's there. A lot of musicians are there. Yeah, performing. Lizzo, Tegan, mm-hmm. and Sarah. Uh, right, Tegan and Sarah as well. Yeah. Oh, Princess is going to be there. Oh, Maya yes. Rudolph. Yeah. And the I forget. Cover band. I forget what her yeah. friends Gretchen something. And they I had think? like a little. Uh, they had a really cool little uh, introduction on SNL when singing yeah. with D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very good. I'm obsessed with her Beyonce, Maya Rudolph's Beyonce. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> Surfboard, like whatever she does that, <laughs> and she does the stance with her hips and puts her hand. Oh man, she just it, oh, it gets me every time. Watching you do that with your hips, hey, Mark. that's why this is an audio only podcast. <laughs> right. There's a reason for that. She's on the new season of Kimmy Schmidt, which yes. I I got yeah. to like half of it, and I have not even had time to watch. It's like my favorite. It's so great. It's a great show. Look, look out for Dave Hill on this season. Oh, he's seriously, in, I love Dave a bunch Hill. Of episodes. Oh yeah. my god, that's exciting. Oh, and David Diggs is in yeah. it, who is in Hamilton, and mm-hmm. like. Be still my musical theater nerd heart. Like, I was so excited. It's, you know, obviously I'm a guy, so I couldn't really dress up like Kimmy Schmidt, uh, you You, know, for Halloween. I mean, I guess I could. People people cross-dress for Halloween all the time. Yeah. I, I, so I was trying to come up with a whatever the male name version would be for Kimmy Schmidt. Like who's who would Timmy? Kimmy? Yeah, like Timmy Schmidt. Yeah. you know the brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'd have just like the reverse be, color be, scheme. Yeah, you could be yeah. Marky Schmidt. Marky Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it, Marky Schmidt. But uh, what a great show, man! So who and, who who were your highlights? Um, well, my highlight honestly was um, who I was really excited to see on the Friday night uh, was Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he really created a great. Um, Kind of, uh, he, he told a lot of jokes about his family. I thought that was really great. I've always enjoyed when he talks about his kids because yeah. he's overprotective. He's kind of a helicopter parent, but he's also a little bit insecure because anytime they do something that's remotely feminine, they're always, you know, he's always making a joke about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think he, you know, brought in probably, he had to bring in. God, it was like 10,000 people out there. You know, I mean, it was. I would guess more than that. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what capacity is, but it was. Yeah. I mean, the whole grounds is probably like about, I would say, about 40,000 square feet Mm -hmm. of space. Uh, pretty much every spot was filled up when Kevin came on stage. So that, so you know, Plastic Cup Boys opened up for him. Uh, so that was really a great experience to 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 get a chance to see them live. Shout out to the Plastic Cup Boy, Plastic Cup Boys. Um, and you know, I th- I thought that that was the most interesting for the Friday night. You, what did you think about Saturday? What so did, S- Saturday's like? headliner was Bill Burr. But uh, what I liked about um, Saturday. Uh, was I I chose to do a little bit of the pocket shows, right? The ones that were inside the auditorium, Mm -hmm. smaller rooms. I did swing into the bigger rooms, but but I want to concentrate on those smaller rooms. And uh, um, uh, next, what is it called? Next Negroes? What's the... The New Negroes. The New Negroes. That's what it is. Uh, Awesome show. Yeah. Roy Wood Jr. Roy Wood Jr., Michelle Bateau, Baron Vaughn. Like, these are all awesome headliners mm-hmm. like you said a different level of headliner but they could carry an hour easy each and they were doing well, 15 I, minute just punch you in the face yeah. and uh to and, be perfectly honest at a yeah. festival those are my favorite shows to see because like you can go see kevin hart headline sure. you can see bill burr you can see jerry seinfeld seinfeld mm-hmm. uh headline anywhere but like to get to see all these folks who, you know, some of them are in New York, some of them are in L.A., mm-hmm. some of them are even, you know, in other cities. It's rare, but to get to see them all together and get to play like that in, at a festival atmosphere and everybody who's there is super amped for comedy, 
it is just it's it's my happy place. I love it. It makes me so so excited. And speaking of Seinfeld, they uh, part of the festival's offerings are these pop up installations, um, you know, of, of of different TV shows. So they actually had a Seinfeld set yeah, Jerry's apartment Jerry's right? apartment set yeah I saw your and, picture and, and, I, and, I good. Actually, and I actually got a chance to get on the set and uh, take a picture next to the phone and the pee pee couch <laughs> and, 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 and I, uh, I went into the kitchen and I actually took a picture next to all the cereal boxes I was going to say did mm-hmm. you get in there at the cereal yeah, I didn't go in the I didn't go in the refrigerator to get anything but but I did bust through the door like Kramer I was going to say you said, Jerry <laughs> that's right I saw people I, I didn't experience it yet and I don't know if I'm going to get to but but when when you walk by the line you know to get into it the way it's set up cr- the Kramer bust through door is visible from yeah. the outside yeah. and you see people like Hanging out by the door and they're ready to do their thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 you're just like, oh, that must be the Kramer door, you know. And it's to see the excitement on everyone's face too to connect with uh, that thing that is a huge mm-hmm. part of everyone's life. You know, the Wayne's World 25th anniversary live read oh, that was, was great. very cool. I'm Tia so sad Carrere I didn't get to there. see that one. Yeah, it was really cool. But just man, Chris Gethard had a killer set. Kyle Kinane had a killer set. Tig Notaro had a killer set. Just everybody. Is slaying. I I haven't seen I have one bad set. I haven't seen yeah, one bad yeah. set. And I, I'm sorry, I got didn't get a chance to see uh, Big J Olkerson. He was somebody I was really looking. I forward love to seeing him live, but especially just... uh, when he does "What's Your Fucking Deal." Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh my yeah, god, they did it last night. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I saw it at Sketchfest a couple years ago, and I was like, oh my god. Oh, and not to, not his... to get also two dope queens performing. Yeah, as I well. get to see them tonight. They yeah. did last night, and they're doing tonight. Yeah, so. cool. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Rachel Bloom because it was it was cool to see oh her finally God. perform. I'd only seen her do new faces, and I'm obsessed with her television mm. show. So it was really cool to see her an outdoor stage. She obviously does all these funny songs mm-hmm. along with telling jokes. So to see her kind of like at a concert venue, an outdoor yeah, concert yeah, yeah. venue, doing funny stuff, I was like, oh man, Rachel, yeah, you're killing it. And that was really cool. I saw her at the um, Improv Lab uh-huh. way way before any of her show. Uh-huh. Like it wasn't even a gleam in Aileen Brosh McKenna's eye at that point. Uh, but it was like, I was like, who is this chick? Like she's doing all my favorite things. Yeah. She's great attitude too. Yeah. It's like, you can't help but love her. You're mm-hmm. just like, ah, that person's awesome. <laughs> so what are you going to go see today? Uh, I'm definitely going to do two dope Queens, mm-hmm. uh, a local comic that I love. Natasha Muse is going to be on it. So cool. supporting her. I'm buds with Phoebe. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. girl power. Cause maybe I love see, the Spice Girls movie. Maybe see nice. Seinfeld a little later. I might Maybe Hannibal opening up. See that combo. really, that really like that puts me over the edge because yep, I love Hannibal. Uh, Jesselink is there today. Mm-hmm. I really want to see him if I can. Uh, and then there's a, a, a all girls uh, Elaine dance party at 4 p.m. at Jerry's apartment. I love this. So <laughs> Wait a minute, is this with the uh, with the funky dance? Yeah, this is the funky dance. It's just some some local SF based ladies put together like a Facebook event. It's like let's all do this at four. So, so we're gonna head over there and we're all gonna dance like maniacs wow, and it should be fun. fun. Like I, I hope a lot of people come out. This obviously this is gonna be videotaped. I gotta see. Oh this. yeah, somebody's so somebody's great. gonna. Tape I hope it, we're so. live streaming that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Very cool. All right, well we're gonna go out on this. Obviously we told you told you about uh, all the new releases this year. Clayton English, uh, Fahima Anwar, uh, Mark Normand. Uh, Gayla Johnson had a new album as well. I mean, just just go to the Laughly app. They're all there underneath new releases. Uh, gosh, so many. And uh, and this one's trending comedians. You know, uh, some of the names the same, some different. But this is this is really cool. Uh, Kevin Hart's up top. Uh, Aziz Ansari second. Sashir Zameda third. All right, which is really cool. So her her new album uh, Pizza Mind making a big impact. Daniel Tosh, you know Dane Cook, and then as far as the trending albums go, look, Kevin Hart is just. 
he's just on fire. Well, and he's got uh, his book is coming out too, so he's very like top of mind for people. So absolutely. people are coming to the app, looking for Kevin Hart, getting amped for the book. But uh, Sashir Zameda right there, number two, yep. above Aziz and, and, and Dane and, and Gabriel Iglesias. Uh, Clayton English there in the about six, seven deep. So it's great to see these new releases getting a lot of love, mm-hmm. right? You know, it takes a lot. To, to get up there with the staples because, you know, those are your go-tos. It's yeah. like eating at your favorite restaurant or whatever. But um, a lot of these new releases, um, you're giving them a lot of love on Laughly, and we love that. Uh, we've got uh, we've got some live streaming shows that are going to be coming up here uh, June 10th and June 24th. Yeah, right? World Series of Comedy, going to get mm-hmm. those finals up. Very cool. Podcasts are officially integrated into the app, yes, everybody. Yes, they are. So uh, since the last time we talked here on the Cheat Sheet, uh, they weren't necessarily a part of the app. Now they are. So... Look, we're a one-stop comedy shop for you. Just uh, download Laughly, sign up if you haven't already. Make sure you check it out. We've got everything there. You're not you, you're not going to leave the couch. It's all right there for you, including or you the cheat You can just listen as you walk, drive yep. on the train. Oh, you, you oh, are. you do that? Oh, oh, you oh, just I, you just live on your couch? I just live on my couch. All right, I don't that's know cool. What you guys man. are doing? I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And we have some new releases coming up soon. That's too, right, as well. we do. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Jeff Zimmerman coming up, as yeah. well as Brent Weinbach. Weinbach. Oh, yeah. That's right. Brent Weinbach's coming That's going to be a great one. Yeah. That'll be a lot so of So those are coming up on Laughly, so make sure you check that out. Well, and don't forget Andrew Santino. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Andrew Santino from yeah, I'm Dying Up Here, the new right. Showtime show. Exactly. Premieres tonight, actually. Yes. Oh, man. Gonna, I got to watch that. I'm so excited. Maybe you could DVR it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that show's a lot of fun, and, and if, you're, if you're a comedy junkie... Well, and I read the book, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to see what they do with the raw material. And, and Eric Griffin, who also stars on I'm Dying Up Here, mm-hmm. uh, I taped an interview with him while I was in L.A. and in a comedian playlist, so those will be integrated in the app, too, and he's got a new special... Uh, coming out very soon as well in Showtime. That right. will be making its way onto the Laughly app once it gets turned into an and album. It, it, so. It's just funny how uh, you know everybody's competing for the same for the same specials now. So right. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going to be great. This means there's just more comedy and more comedy on Laughly. That's right. Speaking of more comedy, we've got some really cool stuff coming up from you, right, Mark? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, maybe we should talk about original yeah, programming. Talk about that's original a thing. Programming. All right, so we've got uh, this is great. So we we've already put out three shows so far. This being one of them, the cheat sheet, uh, which is a lot of fun and very cool. And then we have the takeover, where, which is a, a comedian playlist. Essentially, we have uh, your favorite comedians introducing their favorite comedians and comedy bits, which is uh, pretty awesome. So make sure you check out the takeover. And then uh, we have the backstory. That's the third one that's already been released out there in the wild. The backstory is myself, as Mark says, hi, uh, sitting down one on one and getting your favorite comedians backstory. And they'll tell you how they got into comedy and all the shenanigans that led up to their success that they've had today, uh, which is a lot of fun and very cool. We've got five new ones coming. They're all pretty awesome. Uh, you're going to be excited, and possibly a sixth, too, that uh, will be right around the corner. Uh, first one I'll talk to you about is Randos. Randos is hosted by the very lovely Carmen Lynch, who did our live streaming event. It was amazing uh, yeah. on May 20th. Back on May 20th, it was a, it was a killer event. And she has a great album called uh, Dance Like You Don't Need the Money. <laughs> and she's beloved in the New York scene and comedy seller and and if you haven't discovered carmen lynch yet i implore you to check out her album and then her show randos so we came up with this idea randos because carmen travels all over the place uh all over the world really and just winds up hanging out and meeting the strangest people on planet earth i don't know what she does to attract them but she makes it happen and she told me mark i can't get away from these people and i said great 
uh, press record when you do and, uh, and we'll all get to experience it with you. And she said, you know what? That's a great idea. So that's what Randos is. Uh, Life After Death. This is a really cool show. I say death, not because I'm trying to be in a rap group, but because the Deaf Comedy Jam uh, was a pretty prominent thing in the comedy scene for nine seasons, right? The thing ran for nine seasons. Well, Unbelievable. It, well, it, it, it came, it, it, was a, it was a series that came uh, in the early 90s, and then they had a rebirth of it. Right, right. right. They did on HBO. Yeah, they brought it back for a little bit. So, so uh, Frank Holder of The Humor Mill, it's a site that's been around covering urban comedy for 19 years now. You know, he's got a lot of credibility in the scene, a lot of friends. And, uh, and he came up with this idea for Life After Death. And so he interviews one-on-one all the comedians that have been involved with uh, Deaf Comedy Jam. And we get to find out how their life was affected for the better or the worse. Uh, we also have another show called On Second Thought. That's hosted by the Comics Comics, Sean L. McCarthy. He, he too, has been in the game for a long time. His site's uh, been a prominent uh, independent comedy site for 10 years now. And his show is pretty cool. He sits down with a comedian and analyzes one specific joke. So it's what maybe like he sits down with Gilbert Gottfried and and says, let's talk aristocrats and how that comedian feels about that bit later on. All right. Uh, another one. This one, I personally, I'm really excited about. Um, it was one of my favorite comedy clubs in New York City, Comics Comedy Club. Uh, it unfortunately no longer exists. But what we were able to get our hands on, thanks to Ra Ra over here. We Hello. got Ra Ra. We got the complete comics archives. And we've taken all the audio from the video, and we're going to be able to put you in that room because the only time anyone's ever heard this stuff is if you were physically in that room. And we're opening it up with three huge episodes. We're going to launch that show with three episodes. A Patrice O'Neill set from 2008. Oh, my God. Uh, which is nuts. It's an hour and ten minutes long. We got a Kate McKinnon set. Yes. Kate McKinnon from, from Saturday Night Live. Most people are going to be like, what? I didn't even know she did stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got a set from her. And then we, we have a set from the late, great Greg Giraldo, who obviously is mm-hmm. beloved in the comedy community. On the line, there's even some other really good surprises that are going to be coming up. I'm excited for those surprises. Yeah. <laughs> so who doesn't like surprises, man? So we're not, we're not going to we're not going to reveal those out the box yeah. yet. This is just the tip of the iceberg, man. We're uh, we're having some great discussions of some awesome comics, and uh, those shows will be coming uh, coming Laughley's way very soon. So, uh, sorry for the long windedness, but guess what? We got a lot going on. Yeah. Needs to be talked about. Laughley is comedy your way. That's right. I shouldn't have said anything because we should have ended it there. My bad. (laughs) Anytime. Anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Laughly. Comedy. My bad. (laughs) All right, guys. That was that episode of the Cheat Sheet. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next month for Ra Ra and Kelly. My name is Mark. Make sure you download, subscribe to Laughly. Do it. Support. Tell your friends about it. Uh, Comics are already talking about it. They all love it. Spread the word. Like Parquet.